Welcome all you sinners and sodomites to episode 22 of Bible Stories for Atheists. I am Josh. I'm Lynn. I'm Connor. I'm Jill. And we are your guides to the madding, madding, maddeningly motherless stories, literally, literarily littering the Bible. Can to go one more time on that one? Maybe, yeah. We are your guides to the madden... <laughs> oh, bless you. Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> We are your guides to the maddeningly (laughs) motherless stories, literally, literarily littering the Bible. He'll do this one on his own later. I'll figure it out. He Uh, wrote it for himself. Yeah. (laughs) I knew this was going to be a pain. A hard one. That's a hard one. This is uh, our Mother's Day episode, our Mother's Day extravaganza, where we don't really talk about mothers in the Bible at all. because. It's maddeningly it's motherless. Jill's here and she's your mom and yeah. I'm here and I'm Connor's mom who is also here. Yeah, exactly. So there's... We decided to do a family episode. Everyone gets to hear how wizened Connor is. Wizened. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Profound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he doesn't need to go to college. He is Why wizened. He to go to college? I'm very yeah. proud of him. He's, yeah, he yeah, is. I, it, and I only say that because in previous episodes, people might get the idea that I think my child is an idiot. No. <laughs> well, I, that's what I thought <laughs> when you were. That's what I thought you were saying by wizened when you were. I thought you were going back to the him, him oh. peeing on no. <laughs> on the couch. No, he's very smart. He wizened that couch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, right, right. forget everything yeah. I just. <laughs> wow, you just got that. Well, nobody says whiz referring to pee anymore. That's old <laughs> people stuff. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> In this episode, we dig into a bunch of parables. We also cover some interesting stuff that we found out about Mother Teresa. We cover the prodigal son. We talk about another Lazarus, a different Lazarus. Maybe. Maybe, maybe a different Lazarus. Yep. Also divorce. Just gets thrown in there. Yep. We talk about 10 lepers. Uh, there's a story of those 10 lepers. And I feel like there's a Christmas song in there somewhere. <laughs> we 10 lepers. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we cover the rich man and the kingdom of God. This is the big story that um, a lot of people know where it's like, you know, it's easier for a, a rich man to enter. No, oh, it's easier it's for, for a camel to enter. Through the eye of a needle. To go through the eye of the needle than a rich man. We literally just read this. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's this episode. Uh, hope you stick around. And listen to it after and, this train wreck of an intro, I guess, yeah. is what you're getting at. Basically, All yeah. Right. <laughs> so strap in and strap on for episode 22. Mother... Found another dead baby mouse in his car, and then whoa, what in the heck? We put yeah. a mouse trap in his car, and he caught a mouse and and killed it. I mean, like one? the next night, it was an average size mouse. What was it like a mama? Because you probably found, what's what's up with finding babies? I don't know. I think she just gave birth in my car. I think she's aborting them. That's true. Like she's performing. 
paid abortions in your oh car. Oh my God, you Mouse abortions. Them. You killed the one mouse providing abortions yes. in West Michigan. Yes. <laughs> she escaped from Florida. <laughs> oh, I was going to put another mouse trap in my car last night. I yeah, forgot. We- I've had my car sitting out there for most of the pandemic and never had a mouse in there. But we've had three mice in our house that yeah. we killed. It's, yeah. Until so you know what that means. You don't have any food in your car and you, there's food in your house, right? Well, yeah, yeah. And there's food in your car. Is there <laughs> food sure. in your car? I mean, I ate lunch in my car. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> but he doesn't leave it. Like, he's not. That's good. Yeah, I don't leave trash. I mean, there's probably, like, crumbs that they could oh, get to. Oh, you don't leave trash? No, I don't oh, leave good, trash in my car. The only most, time. Most guys do. Your age. Right. He's a good boy. The I only time did. I leave trash in my car is from, like, lunch. I just leave that there. And then yeah. when I get home, I throw it away. Oh, so no, there's, like, a five-hour no, period no. whenever I work where there's, like, an empty thing of pasta salad. You know what most guys Kind yeah, I know. Like, oh, oh, yeah, you probably do. Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're friends. They're, oh, oh, they're actually pretty good. Disgusting. This new generation of boys knows. How to really? Cartoon, yeah. hmm. Well, of the boys that you know, and your friends tend to be like you. I've right. been like, I've been in like right? five boys' cars. Guys. Five, five, five boys' cars. Boys' cars. Boys' cars. Before we get started speaking of mothers, do you what do you know about Mother Teresa? Oh my, I love Mother Teresa. Cause you ever read letters to Mother Teresa's letters? No. Where she lost her faith. You should move your microphone. No, that way you can look at us, but move it. Because you're gonna be Lindsay turning no, that way. Lindsay knows I'm only gonna be looking at you. Yeah. Right. There we go. No, that was better though. You can get now if you want. <laughs> that was okay. That wasn't as cheesy. The first one was just really cheesy. Well, actually, that's not even what I was gonna say. I was thinking about you today, and I was thinking that you have a good heart. Oh, you me? Have yes, you have a good heart. heart. You're not I'm always a good son. I'm not always a good son. You're not always a good son just by, I'm thinking that Lindsay has to tell you to be nice to your mom. No. You should call your she mommy. Never, she, she never does. does. No. no. You don't? No. Wow. No. He calls you way more than I call my mom. He makes me feel bad. Oops. I, I, <laughs> I constantly am telling her no. that she should feel bad. <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't do it on purpose. He just makes me feel bad because he calls you so much. He, and it's Once be, a week, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but anyhow, Mother, Mother Teresa, Teresa, I love her. Because she really questioned her faith. And when yeah. she questioned it, it was when she saw the amount of suffering and she'd say to God, I don't understand. I don't right. understand. I'm praying about this. You're not, I don't see the answers to these prayers. Um, and like she, for the people who are suffering that yeah, she was supposed for to be the helping kids. and stuff. And okay. the ones that she wouldn't give medicine to, those ones? Well, that's not true. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. So that, I, but keep going. Like, what else do you know about her? Like, cause I honestly have known very little about her besides like oh, okay. the lore around her. No, just that she um, was a nun and uh, actually, I don't even know which. Uh, it was Calcutta. Section. No, which section of the nuns, whether she was a Dominican nun or what, oh. what type of nun she was, I don't know. I think she, uh, well, she was Roman Catholic. Oh. So, the, I, you know, I don't okay. know exactly like how they categorize well, nuns certain, and stuff, but yeah. Certain nuns, uh, certain, what thing, what do you know? You don't know what it's called? Like what Dominicans mean? It's like not what? the covenant. It's like the, the certain convent or the yeah. certain... Sisterhood or whatever. Coven? Coven? <laughs> it's, it's not far off, isn't it? She's an Albanian, Indian, Roman Catholic nun. I don't Albanian. know if she, she, like you're talking like sisters of the traveling pants and shit. Like yes. That, yeah. Right? <laughs> because, but, yeah. Because different ones, like the Dominican may, do, the Dominican group may do like education. Okay. Okay. And she, what she 
practice and what she concentrated in is helping orphans and sick children. Right. So, okay. That's it. And so, and then she started the orphanage in Calcutta and saw the kids there and just devoted her entire life to that. Right. Last week in real time, not in like when people are listening to this time. Last week, we had the episode drop where we introduced that we had a Twitter account. Right. Which, if you haven't followed us, you should, at Bible Atheists. And we actually had a few people follow us over this last week. And Thanks, one, you few. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> um, and we had one reach out about Mother Teresa. Apparently, we had mentioned oh. Mother Teresa at some point, and I don't remember when. I, yeah, what, I don't what remember What the context either. was. Yeah. But um, at Henzel... Kajatin? I don't know why you're trying. I really am sorry about not pronouncing your name properly, but he reached out and let us know about Christopher Hitchens. He did a documentary about Mother Teresa back in 1994 Mm -hmm. for the BBC. It was about a half hour long. It's on YouTube. It's called Mm -hmm. Hell's Angel. Mm. So you can tell what what his perspective is on this. From it, but um, oh, I've never heard one negative thing about Mother Teresa. I know, I know, but there's an entire never. Wikipedia page about criticisms of Mother Teresa. I have never heard one single I know. thing. That's the interesting thing, though, isn't it? It's like a big marketing a thing. Like, the see, yeah, she, she is. Is. made her a saint. Yep. Yeah. I because I have heard that she would would not give like purposefully not give people medicine. Yeah, for stuff she had medicine for because they needed to suffer. Suffer. Yeah. To to find their place in heaven. I don't yeah. know exactly what the reason so, was, but so, so, I had heard that a long time ago. Yeah. In this documentary, he talks about she took in millions of dollars in donations, mm-hmm. but there was extremely poor conditions at her death houses, which I think is what she would call them too, where it's houses where people would go to die. To die. In yeah. theory, indignity, but right, it, instead of were, on the street. Yeah, yeah, but in actuality, these were not nice places. Well, like they, yeah, know. people were dying in them. They were, but <laughs> she took in millions of dollars in donations, right. and these places never got any better. Right. Right. She was also perfectly content making friends with people who, like uh, Ronald Reagan and Margaret Margaret Thatcher, and never being like, "You need to live with poverty as well." You know, you need to give up what you have. Instead, she was like pushing them to be anti-abortion and anti-contraception. Which is, that, I mean, that's aligned with the tenets of the Catholic Church, though. Right. But here's the thing. So when she signed up to be a nun, she took vows for the evangelical councils. So this is an interesting thing that I had not heard about until I uh, started digging into this. It's also called the Councils of Perfection. It's a like a biblical principle. So this is where you take vows of chastity, poverty, or perfect charity, and obedience. Like they, there's this idea um, that Jesus said, you need to do these three things to become perfect. Hmm. So you don't, not just to be saved, mm-hmm. like to be saved, you just need to accept Jesus or whatever. And <laughs> But in order to become perfect, you can go above and beyond. Yep. And uh, work to achieve chastity, poverty, and mm-hmm. obedience. Which yeah. is not just salvation, but is... Um, salvation plus. Yes, salvation plus. Yeah. No, it is um, when you enter into more purity. Yeah. They, so Catholics call this super ero, erogation. 
Super irrigation. Sanctification, by the way, is the word I was trying to Sanctification, yeah. yeah. So this is the vow she took, but it's like she's trying to impart them on these other people. Right, because, suffering is a gift of God. Yeah, yeah. But then being anti-abortion hmm. and being anti-contraception anti means you have to be chaste. Like if you're not married and mm-hmm. you can't don't have access to contraception and you're not able to get an abortion, you have to be chaste. So she's imposing that on people. Mm. In the same way, it looks like she was imposing poverty on people by not allowing them to to benefit from the donations she was taking in. Mm-hmm. Another big point for uh, that Christopher Hitchens brings up is one of the few things that stands out as like truly able to make a huge difference in impoverished areas mm-hmm. is women being able to family plan. Like you give them those tools, you know, the entire place is going to start getting better. And the permission, the permission and the tools. Yep. Yeah. And she's fighting that. They also pointed out, well, they didn't in the documentary. This was something that came up after that when she was 86, less than a year before she dies, she gets heart surgery. And that's something nobody that she was caring for would get. It's an interesting thing where it's like, there's a lot of lore behind it. And it's likely because... The church, the Catholic Church, really made a lot of money off right. of her. Oh, maybe. yeah. Do you, maybe and maybe not. Maybe not. Like, but, maybe not. Yeah. I feel there's enough people that are skeptical that have looked into her and done movies about her and things like that That and and given money to her that I feel like somebody maybe has, you know, somebody's probably looked into it really oh, credibly. I wouldn't trust yeah. the Catholic Church to look into anything. <laughs> yeah. To be quite honest yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, there was another thing I saw. I didn't, a sta- she was a staunch defender of some highly prominent child molester in the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that she too. was? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was somebody who, it came out in like the early 90s that he yeah. was She was like straight up, kids. no, he hasn't. And then later he admitted it and she yeah. was like, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's Not whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, because, it's it's interesting to me though that like we have this idea of her. Well, let's get like, the pulse. Do you even know who Mother Teresa is? No, no. I thought there was a Who's syrup yours? named after her. A what? A syrup. <laughs> a syrup. Yeah. Do you mean, you you mean Aunt miss, Jemima? Are you thinking of Mrs. Butterworth? <laughs> I might have. Oh, Mrs. Butterworth. Or Aunt Jemima. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> Good for you for <laughs> wow. your syrup labels. That's, Thank you. That's Generation Z right there. But also, um, <laughs> a syrup. Um, also, I'm, I'm going to tell you the opposing viewpoint on whether she should have gotten surgery or not at 86. Yeah. Okay. So if the work that she was doing was so amazing and she was helping, if, I'm just saying if, mm-hmm. she was helping that many people. Right. She's 86 years old and they could get another 10 years with her still helping. You could you could justifiably say that she's, let's just say she's saving 10,000 lives a year. Yeah. Okay. Well, is it worth that 100,000 lives that she's to get her the surgery that she needs? Right. Because one person has made that much of a difference. Right. But who so, but who is cool. actually critically looking at I don't know. Did she actually make a difference? You I don't know, that's know, the but, thing because it sounded like from this documentary and that's one documentary right. which Right. Even Christopher Hitchens would be like, don't just listen to one fucking right. documentary. <laughs> but uh, it sounds like they basically set up these houses for people to die. In theory, being wanted and well, with some dignity and everything. But- yes. It's one of those scenarios where like, I don't know if she, if she's, oh, maybe she helped people and maybe also she was terrible. Are, there, are those two things 
And are those yeah, two maybe circles? She was both, right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, honestly, yeah. you can help people and also be terrible. Right. Yeah. Like. <laughs> This is going to sound like a horrible comparison. Oh. But there were a ton of people in Germany who thought Hitler helped them. Oh, yeah. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? So, <laughs> not, or, not saying that Mother Teresa is Hitler, but, you know, those circles aren't necessarily completely separate right. all the time. Right. Um, And her views do not align with mine. She was very anti-abortion. She said if people could kill their own children, then what's stopping them from killing each other? Which right. is completely ridiculous. And when you live in a country like India that has a severe overpopulation problem, mm-hmm. maybe preaching anti-abortion isn't the way you should be going. Yeah, especially when you're helping out people who are um, dealing with yeah. AIDS and HIV. The- maybe you shouldn't be like pushing anti-contraception, right, anti-condoms. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's one of those things where like, all right, fine, you're super religious. Great. But like, is it actually helping at this point? Or- right. Yeah. So... So anyway, yeah, there is, like like I said, I was surprised to find out that there is an entire Wikipedia page called Criticisms of Mother Teresa, mm. and it's worth digging into. It's worth seeing the other side of yeah. this, you know, and we're not trying to draw any conclusions on it, but no. it's something that also like, goes make unnoticed. Also, like, your own decision, much yeah. like we talk about this in this podcast, mm-hmm. like, yep. make your own decision about what you want to believe. Right. Yeah. Like Paul Harvey used to say, what's the rest of the story? Who's Paul Harvey? Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't Who's get Paul it. Harvey? Oh, guys. I'm just glad she didn't quote Harvey oh, Weinstein. Guys. Do you know who Paul Harvey is? No. You knew who that other old fam- game show host was the other day. That <laughs> oh, none Dick of us- Cavett? Yeah, Dick, Dick Cavett. <laughs> yeah. Paul Harvey was a famous um, radio personality. He would do this show called, and that's the rest of the story. Ah. Uh, I wanted to thank um, Kajitan. I'm, I'm Hoping I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Forgive yeah, me if I'm not. The only person who's responded to any of our posts on Twitter. You know yeah, who you are. Yeah, yeah. So thank you very much for <laughs> reaching out about that. That was very interesting, and I'm glad we um, dug into it. So previously on BSFA, Jesus released his own line of rejuvenating mud. Despite it causing the blind to see, the FDA did not approve it due to most of it being Jesus's own saliva. Yep. Basically, he was spitting in blind people's eyes. Well, he was mixing his spit with dirt. Yeah, to make Jesus mud. Jesus mud. And at least he didn't let it. Blindness. At least it didn't let it stop him when there was no water around. No. no. <laughs> One thing we did notice that was kind of strange about that, though, was like he didn't need to do that any of the other times. He. <laughs> He made blind people see. <laughs> there's just he was one, a point. There's just one blind guy where he was like, eh, "I'm going to spit in his I'm eyes." Do it this way, <laughs> yeah. And you know what I say about that? Yeah. I say the reason why he showed a bunch of different ways to do it is to so that it didn't become a religion about how people healed, mm. like his followers did, so that they would say it's not about the how. Yeah. It's about the faith, right? Yeah. Are there any sects of Christianity that? Uh, spit in people's S-E-C-T-S yes <laughs> that's still spit in people's eyes <laughs> I don't know good question they should Toby Maguire Toby Maguire I'm gonna put dirt in your eye he says that in Spider-Man 3 okay in Spider-Man 3 yeah you bring, you bring so much Thank education you. to us yeah. and that was based on the Bible yeah, exactly. We also got Jesus' take on anxiety basically just don't worry about God or just don't worry, worry about, about God anything. Don't worry about anything Don't worry but, about anything God. but God. Yep. Also, there's this weird parable where five virgins got to marry the same guy, but five virgins didn't because they forgot lamp oil. 
surprisingly, the moral to the story wasn't to share lamp oil. It was to always be ready for the apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get started with The Prodigal Son. The Prodigal Son? Which is not as cool as the title. It sounded like you said prodigal. 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 You sounded like you said prodigal. It's it's <laughs> it's all it's all up in the air. Prodigal. How, how do you pronounce prodigal. it? Do y'all kids still talk about the prodigal son? Like, do you have any idea what the story is? If somebody says the prodigal son, do you know what that means? I'm assuming it relates to the word prodigy. Oh, that's interesting. Thank you. It's not true. I don't. But yeah. yeah. So you're just oh. way wrong. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know anything. No. That's, that's okay. good. That's he was good. raised that's a staunch guess. atheist. So. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like a, a lot guess. of his friends, like you don't, a lot of your friends aren't super religious either, right? Hey, but let's no. just give Lindsay and Connor's dad some credit that they um, allowed him to go to a Christian daycare yes. because they thought it was good for him to be exposed to everything. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, not everything. Well, not everything. <laughs> yeah. They didn't go to a Catholic daycare. Yeah. No, no, no. There's risk involved in that. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't just for convenience. You were like, yeah, well, let him learn some, some of that right. too. Right. Yeah, it was so boring. He can for himself. I thought whenever they did Bible lessons, it was boring. And that's why I'm not religious. There you go. Mm, yeah. And that's why he's on our podcast. <laughs> yep. um, uh, the story goes like this. Jesus tells a story of a man who is obviously a rich man. Um, and he's got these two sons. One day, the younger son comes to his dad and says that he wants his inheritance now before, you know, before Mm -hmm. his dad dies or anything. The dad agrees and he splits it between his two sons. Uh, This younger son decides he's going to leave. He goes off to some distant country uh, and squanders his wealth with, quote, wild living, unquote. Yeah. Whores and drugs. Right. Exactly. But as always in the Bible... There was a famine in the land. Every time. Every time. And he ends up becoming an indentured servant. One of the jobs. Is this jo- the story about Jacob and his brothers? It sounds a lot like it, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does sound a lot like it. One of the jobs he has is to feed pigs, and he longs to eat as well as the pigs do. Okay. Right? So that tells you a little bit about how things were for him. Um, and he thinks back to how well the servants uh, of his dad were and like how how well they ate and Mm -hmm. stuff and he decides he wants to go back to his dad beg for forgiveness and try and be just a servant for his dad right sure apparently his dad has very good eyesight because while he's still a long way away his dad sees him coming and he runs out to him and he throws his arms around his son and he kisses him appropriately i'm guessing (laughs) (laughs) Not like Tom Brady. No. (laughs) Tom Brady likes to kiss his son on the lips. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Touchdown. Um, (laughs) The son is begging him for forgiveness and everything, and he says he's no longer worthy to be called his son. But the dad tells the servants to go get the best robe they have to put on his son and to kill a fattened calf to celebrate his return and all that stuff. Uh, Meanwhile, his older brother... He's out in the fields when he hears the music from the celebration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he comes in and he's asking a servant what's going on. And the servant's like, your brother's back and your dad wanted to celebrate. So the brother gets pissed. Sure, because he's been there working the whole time. Exactly, yep. right. Uh, so the brother's pissed and he refuses to go inside. So the dad comes out to him and the brother goes off 
on his dad. Like I slaved for you for years and you never gave me my friend, me and my friends, even a goat to celebrate with. He goes off and blows his wad on some prostitutes and you give him a fattened calf. What the fuck, dad? You know, basically. Is what I wish says. that's what the Bible actually said. I know. I know. <laughs> it's not far from it. Um, and so, it's understandable. Yeah. And then the dad tells him, and this is a quote, you are always with me and everything I have is yours, but we had to celebrate and be glad because your brother, this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And that is the story. Do you think that the, the Hiltons son. tell this story in their house? <laughs> Do you think like Nikki Hilton, the Kardashians. Nikki Hilton really identifies with this story? There's many versions of this story in Hollywood, right? Like they use that. This story can be the thread of a lot of different movies and, yeah. Things like that. Yeah. But you know what? I I think that story, one of the meanings of that story is God can choose who he gives gifts to. Yep. And that's a hard, that's a hard one to get behind. That's a hard one to understand. Secondly, I think it's trying to say too that people can come to Christ at the very last minute, even on yeah. their deathbed. You right. know, and it and don't worry about it. So in this God's story, God out. is the dad. Yes. And we're the sons. I would think. And there are the devout Christians or whatever out there who are like doing it their whole life. Right. And then you Never see the, the, yep. the converts, the born-agains, as I call them. Yes. And and uh, the old-timey Christians are like, The no. prodigal son would be like if Josh right now Came went, back. Whoa. Would there be people? I was wrong. Would there be people in Christianity who would be like, well, you don't deserve to go to heaven because you took all this time off and I've been here the whole time. Are there people? Well, there, I mean, I there's not. always people like that right. in any group, you know. But Do you go to a lower level in heaven? Is that what they're insinuating that you should do? Well, that's what they that, would like. That you know? is according to according to the Bible, that is a thing where there is that hierarchy right. of heaven apparently. First of all, in every story in the Bible, God is always the dad. Yeah, that's true. Like <laughs> it's always the case. Uh, <laughs> look, he be a, the dad. Yeah, if there's a if there's a dad in it, it's God. I don't know, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wait, you who do you relate to the most in the story? If I was the brother that stayed. Right. And, and then worked the, the whole time yep. and didn't get a celebration at all. Didn't get a celebration. And the kid came back and got the same inheritance that, that he got. Right. right. Well, he already got the inheritance. He spent it all. Yeah. Blew it. Yeah. They don't actually you cover blew that. It. Yeah. They don't actually cover, like, <laughs> did he get, like, half of the brother's money or right. anything like that? They don't talk yeah. about that. But. I mean, you know, it's cool. I he, Coming from, like, an actual familial perspective, like, it's cool if they want to give him a celebration, but also, like, man, maybe give me one, too. Yeah. You know, I've been yeah. here the whole time. Make at least, mine bigger. At least give me and, a, and some of my friends a goat. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I don't know what they were going to do with the goat. There's a couple <laughs> of different options. Yeah. I don't think I mentioned this. This was uh, the prodigal son is Luke 15, 11 through 32. So. Oh, you jumped out of the... Is it only in that gospel? Yep. It's only, actually, several of these are only in Luke. Luke. So the next one we've got is the parable of the shrewd manager. Oh, I know this one. Oh, of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? You no. remember the oh. verses well, for it? Is shrewd good? Well, we'll see. Okay. Uh, so this is Luke 16, 1 through 15. Uh, the story goes like this. Jesus tells, this is again a parable. So Jesus is telling the story of a rich man. So he's a rich man um, who hears that his manager is wasting his money. 
So he calls the guy in to fire him. Afterward, the manager is freaking out. He's like trying to figure out how other people would let him work for them after this, you know? Um, so he brings in a few people who owe money to the rich guy. Uh, apparently, he wasn't immediately fired because he basically just cuts these debtors' debts in half, right? Like, it's not exactly in half, but it's basically in half. Then Jesus says, and this is a quote, the master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than mm -hmm. are the people of the light. That's right. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal, eternal dwellings. Uh, so Jesus points out that if you can't be trusted with a little, how can you be trusted with much? He asks, if you can't be trusted to handle worldly wealth, then who will trust you with true riches, quote-unquote, uh, which makes me think that he's talking about spiritual riches. And then we get the whole, you can't serve God and money thing again. Yeah, the two masters thing. And finally, the narrator says, and I quote, the Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. And that's the story. So the manager was shrewd because shrewd. he wasn't doing a good job. So he cut all of their debts in half. So it looked like they owed less money. It, it, the impression I get from this is that, and then they got repaid. Then they were able to pay off oh. that. So, so instead of getting no money, they got half of the money? Yeah, I think. Okay. But they don't actually say that. Why don't you read the commentary? Or didn't you? I, look, I looked in the footnotes, and the footnotes were basically, they were suggesting that this manager was charged, or not the manager, the, the rich man, was charging interest mm. to other Jews, and you're not allowed to do that. Right. Like no. there's there's uh, some commandments in the it Old is. Testament saying that yeah. you're not allowed to charge interest to other Jews. Yeah, I think we talked about that. Yeah, yep. yeah. and and but that's also not actually said in this that that's what it was. Right. I know it's a weird thing, and then it's straight up says like use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves. <laughs> use worldly wealth to gain friends for, your, but read yeah. the whole thing. So that when it's gone, you will be welcomed into its eternal dwellings. Is that heaven? Yeah. Oh. How to win friends and influence people. I keep going back to that, yeah. too. Yeah. Is money, which we all know. Yeah. It should, it should have been a really short book. Right. <laughs> it's one of those parables that, like, again. You read into it. With well, yeah. And I go back to the, like, just say what you meant. Right. Yeah. Like, why do I got to do homework to figure out what the hell you want? Right. Because when, <laughs> well, when you do that, too, like, when you do that, too, it really opens you up to figuring out the wrong answer to well, this. Well, and how many right? how many of the the prosperity gospel people are like, well, yes, of course, I get money because yeah. God loves me, and then I use it to buy friends because then I would get into heaven. <laughs> to buy friends. <laughs> I feel like that's what a lot of white people in the South were saying, <laughs> saying back before I don't 1886. Think they called them friends. <laughs> I'm just buying friends. <laughs> Is it like yeah. you're you're supposed to spend the money on other people instead of yourself? Connor, you are so pure of heart. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could be. Yeah. It's you just don't know though, do yeah. you? 
what's weird to me about this parable is that he's being generous with somebody else's Else's money money yeah you know and so and i don't understand why the manager is okay with that you know right so because he's shrewd yeah i guess yeah he cut it down to what they could afford i guess was he like how much can you afford to pay yeah and you know like when you go to museums they're like the entrance fee is five dollars or what you can afford to pay five dollars suggested donation Yeah. yeah so was he going around saying like okay listen what could you pay off right now? Right. And some people were smart and were like half. And some people were like, well, I could pay 80% of it right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was like, cool, give me that money and we'll call it good. Right. We'll just get it, get rid of this now. Right. Which, you know, I mean, listen, when you have debt nowadays, you can negotiate just a tip for everybody. If you are underwater, not with like your house and things like that, but if you owe like, Money on a hospital bill, hospital bill, or something like that. You can call and be like, Hey, I will give you this much money now if you just that's mm-hmm. it. Like, we call it good, or I could maybe pay you over time. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, right? And they'll take it. Yep. So, right after that, Jesus kind of just goes off saying this, and this is a quote The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John, I'm guessing that means John the Baptist, since that time the good news mm-hmm. of the kingdom of God has, is being preached right. and everyone is forcing their way into it. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. And then this goes right into something that has nothing to do with divorce. Wait, so... It's, also, uh, divorce has nothing to do with the one before it. Right. It's just out of nowhere. I was going to say, it seems pretty arbitrary because they're talking about law. Yeah. Weird. Like, I am i don't even really understand what that whole paragraph was about. I know. Yeah. Because they're saying the law and the prophets were proclaimed, and these are red letters, so Jesus is saying this, right? Yes. So the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John, John the Baptist. Yeah. Right? But when John the Baptist came along, he started pointing people to Jesus. He stopped saying oh, here's what the law and the prophets saying. He started saying, look at Jesus. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached and everyone is forcing their way into it. I don't understand that. I would have to really spend some time on that. Right. It's easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen. Drop out, out of the law. But then, but, uh, then you well, get the divorce thing. Right, 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 right. Well, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Because the divorce thing like, is interesting, but a lot of people know about that. I mean, that's why the Catholic Church has annulments. It still doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> right. And then maybe I'm, I, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't matter and yeah. we shouldn't spend any time on it. But like, <laughs> what if, if we're talking about how before John the Baptist, mm-hmm. it was the prophets and the law, uh-huh. yep. and then it was Jesus. Yeah. But then at the end, it says, but it's easier for he- heaven and earth to disappear than a pen to drop out of the law. The stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. So that's saying the law still matters, even though it's supposed to be Jesus that matters. Both matter. Both matter. Except for the ones that don't. <laughs> if Jill's it, exasperated yeah. by this, I don't know what to fucking I know. say. Both matter, except for the ones that don't. What really matters, though, is don't get divorced. Okay, right. I mm-hmm. guess. So if you, if you, so I'll say that again. If you are married and you get a divorce, yeah. and then you get married again, you're committing adultery. Yes. And, and, it, it, and if you're a man who's never been married, but you marry a woman who was divorced, you are committing adultery. Right. And God forbid... Don't get divorced, then go back and marry a wife that you're married to before, because that's way wrong. Is it really? Oh my. my Yeah, your mom. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's what my mom did. <laughs> your mom and your dad. Yeah. yeah. They don't say like a woman can marry a divorced man and commit adultery because obviously a woman, it, the only reason she would. A woman doesn't marry. The, I was going to say the only real reason a woman would be unmarried is because she, her husband died. Right. And then she's not allowed to marry somebody else. if She's a widow. Right. I mean, according to this, no. Wait, no. If she, if her husband died, yeah, yes, she, she would can. be able, that. That does not constitute adultery. Okay, so a man, an unmarried man, can marry a widow, and yeah. that's fine, right? But if she's divorced, he can't marry her. And it wasn't uncommon. It's shameful. Yeah, and it wasn't uncommon according to the Bible. Well, if one man doesn't want her. Why would another man <laughs> want her? It wasn't uncommon for brothers to marry their brother's widow. Oh, you know, like in that of, William Shatner movie we watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just watched a really <laughs> bad sh- old Shatner movie where <laughs> his brother died and he was totally macking on his his brother's <laughs> his sister-in-law, his yeah. widow, and she was she was wanting it she, bad. She died in he died in Nam too. And it's like and, and then she he's like messing around on her at the same time because uh-huh. he's Shatner and I can't, anyway, I can't weird. believe William I can't even picture William Shatner doing a serious role. Oh, no, I don't was, know that I, I would call it oh, serious. No, it was called Kingdom of the Spiders. Oh. Is the movie? <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw it. Oh no, yeah. it was a riff tracks. It was like the Mystery Science Theater oh. three thousand guys. Anyway, okay. I just bring that up because it's just called additional teachings because nobody can figure out right. how to classify. Yeah, this. that's yeah. stupid. To but be it's a part of the Bible. What, that- the, the the divorcing part. Yeah, I think God is beyond divorce. God doesn't get enough credit. I don't think. I feel like God should be Thank beyond you. that stuff, you know? Thank beyond you, divorce. Yeah. Thank He's you, like, why does he care? Why does he care? So yeah, yeah. It's a good question. Why would a cosmic being that created everything in the universe. Care about your sex life. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I wouldn't right. even talk to God, to be honest. If that's what he cared about. Yeah. Yeah. Or just in general, if he's that powerful. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's, just, yeah, it should just be like a mutual understanding. <laughs> so. but like so but that one that one little snippet that is just shoved randomly into between these two passages and has nothing to do like has so much power yeah because again like mm-hmm. in the, I don't I mean in the Jehovah's Witnesses right like you don't get a div- yep like my yeah you know, my mom and dad got divorced and then she, my dad's Never been able to get married, right? All these years, like thirty because years, they were later. legally divorced, right? But she because she never remarried right. or whatever, yeah, yeah. And like my mom, when she went through like her Catholic phase again for the third time, for the listeners, <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay is rolling her eyes. <laughs> she got an annulment at some point from my dad, even though she was already married to my stepdad. But so in so in the eyes of the church. You know, it wasn't this mortal sin or whatever for her to be married to my stepdad. Right. But he would have been divorced. So a woman marrying a divorced man, not yeah. not a sin, not adultery. But a man marrying a divorced woman, adultery. Yeah, I mean, they just don't specify that because it doesn't really matter what the women do, I guess. That's true. So then we get the story of the rich man and, and Lazarus. And Lazarus. Oh, is this the Lazarus? It's a different Lazarus. No. Oh, a different Lazarus. Yeah. It's a different Lazarus. Lazarus was a more common name then. Well, well, maybe. Maybe. We'll see, because it's interesting. There are some similarities. So Luke 6, this is Luke 16, 19 through 31. This is literally right after the additional teachings. Okay. 
So the story is goes like this. It's a parable. Um, there's a rich man. Uh, he dresses in uh, purple and he mm-hmm. wears fine linen every day and lives in luxury. So basically, just think of Prince. Sure. Yes. Yep. Yep. That Prince was a Jehovah's Witness. Yes, except Prince was a Jehovah's Witness. And there's uh, this beggar at his gate. Beggar. 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 Yeah. A homeless person. A beggar. Because yes. yeah. Josh Why makes him sound like beggar. Like beggar. Way he says it. I, Say bagel. <laughs> bagel. Bagel. Oh, that bagel you sound okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bagger. I, I, it sounds Bagger. weird when I say it too. I don't know why. Yeah, it's because you're saying it wrong. Bagger. Say baker. Baker. Say okay. beggar. Bagger. Oh, beggar. He just said it. Right? Yeah, cool. <laughs> you're welcome. Like what a good teacher you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a beggar. There's a homeless person. He was homeschooled. <laughs> that's, un- that's offensive. <laughs> What'd you say? He was homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a shit. <laughs> oh my god. So there's a homeless guy at the gate. His name is guess you guess Lazarus. Uh, Lazarus. Okay. Um Lazarus is covered in sores Ooh. and starving. Okay. Dogs would come and lick his sores. I don't know why <laughs> Jesus decided to include that detail. Like really think about this for a second. Why does that matter? He's a good storyteller. That dogs were coming and licking his He was his painting sores. a word picture. He's painting a word picture. He wanted, you to, so. he wanted you to really picture this guy who was very skinny, covered in yeah. sores and dogs. And we're just <laughs> roaming up to him like, <laughs> oh. Also, it wasn't cats because cats are too discriminating. Yeah. <laughs> cats. God, that's, that's what, that would be even worse with oh, cat tongues. <laughs> 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 so um, dogs were going and licking his his wounds, uh, Lazarus dies. And <laughs> for some reason, um, <laughs> <laughs> and angels take him to heaven to be, uh, by the side of Abraham. Uh, the rich guy dies and ends up in Hades, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. When, whenever Jesus brings up Hades, uh, where he is tormented. Yep. Uh, he's able to see Abraham from far away. Oh, that is a good torture device too, right? Being you able see to see what's stuff. going on in heaven. Yeah. Like constantly on like TV. Yeah. You're just rolling a constant live stream from heaven. Like, right. look, this is what you could have had, but you were a shit. Right. Have you, have <laughs> you not heard the whole story? This whole story? Oh, wait a you? Oh, yeah. The whole concept of the podcast. No, right. yeah, that's good. <laughs> you're going to like the, you're gonna yeah. like the last one. Because what's funny, yeah, that, that is funny because you get to see Abraham. Right. <laughs> you get to just see this old guy. That, right. But yeah. Chilling. So he's able to see Abraham from far away, and then and he's able to see that Lazarus is by Abraham's side, right? Right, and his bosom. So the rich man calls out, "Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip his finger in cool in water and cool my tongue, uh, because I am in agony in this fire." So Abraham replies to him, uh, "Lazarus has had nothing in his life, and you had much. So Lazarus is now." being comforted and you're in agony. And besides that, there's a great chasm that has been placed between you and us. So even if anyone wanted to go from here to you, they couldn't. According to Jesus, this is the nature of heaven and hell, right? Which is kind of an interesting look into Jesus. He he doesn't really talk about like the actual nature of hell very much. The rich man begs Abraham, then send Lazarus to my family to warn them not to end up in this place of torment. Abraham says, 
They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, the rich man says, if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Abraham says, if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone raises from the dead. Bullshit. If Prince came back and said, hey, you should really change up what you're doing, I think we would all listen to that, you know? I don't know. You don't listen to people that went to heaven for a minute and came back and well, tell you the experience. No, wait. You don't know. <laughs> but for, for serious. Yeah. Well, if they if they were dead for a while and <laughs> suddenly showed up oh! again, though. Or if you saw yeah. them die three days. Yeah. And yeah, if they if they died for like it, it wasn't just like on the operating table type right. of thing, but they like were buried Dead for three days, and then okay. they showed up. It's like if zombies came back and uh, told me, "Hey, can you change up what you're doing?" I'd be like, "All right, zombie." <laughs> the one thing um, I thought was interesting about this, obviously, is that it's Lazarus, uh, and we're talking about somebody coming back from the dead. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so to recap. One thing I've talked about this a few times, the Lazarus story, the right. one that everybody knows about with Lazarus coming back from the dead, that's only in one gospel. It's only in John. Yeah. It's, it's which John was written the latest of all the gospel of all the four gospels that we have that are canon gospels. That was the one that was written the latest, and that's the only one that has the story of Lazarus. So this is something the writer of John. Okay. Would have read. You think that John read Luke's gospel? Most likely. Luke's writings, yeah. Because it would have been decades, it would have been like 30 years after this came out, 20 to 30 years after it came out. It's interesting to me that Lazarus is being talked about being raised from the dead in this. Okay. Also, one interesting thing is in John's version of the anointing at Bethany, so where Jesus gets anointed. Yeah. You remember? Yep. That was at Lazarus's place. And it was with Mary and Martha. With Mary and Martha. It, but Lazarus had just gotten raised from the dead and he invited them for dinner. Uh-huh. And that was where the anointing um, happened. But then in Mark's version, he was with Simon the leper. Lepers have sores. It's mm-hmm. And I, I realized when I was reading through this, like I kept thinking Lazarus, the one that got raised from the dead, had leprosy. We don't know. And I kept thinking that, but I was like, why do I keep thinking that? Like, why do I have that in my head? And it's because of this. You mix the two. Okay. Well, a lot of people probably have. Like, that's the whole reason why people think. No, well, you're the only one. That's, no. <laughs> that's, that's the whole reason why everyone thinks Mary Magdalene is a prostitute. Because yeah. they're two separate stories, but everyone's conflated them in their mind to mm-hmm. think that Mary is the woman of ill repute. Because right. there's a lot of Marys in this book. And I would they, sp- Women only had like two names. Yeah. Mary and yeah. the guys that were John. Yeah. So that's probably why some people think, I would imagine, some people think, Lazarus was also a leper, and maybe that's why they think he died. You know, was that he had leprosy or something? Mm-hmm. It, it's just interesting Doesn't that Jesus we're all starting. Doesn't Jesus know leper cure though, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't he known to cure leprosy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's the cure. He's the only mm-hmm. cure. For that leprosy. is another interesting thing. I don't think we talked about when he was getting anointed at Bethany with Simon the leper. Like, why didn't he just cure Simon of his leprosy? leprosy. <laughs> yeah, know? it's an incredibly painful maybe he didn't disease. Ask. Yeah, he didn't ask. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was for a greater purpose. Like, I'm thinking when Jesus didn't cure Lazarus, yeah, when they called him and said, our brother is dying, yeah, um, they didn't call him on the phone. Right. They just they called just, out to him through the Jesus community phone. stuff. Yeah. 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 So um, it, it, you get the impression that he allowed him to die so that he could raise him from the dead. Like to show a greater purpose, a greater So glory. not carrying Simon of leprosy did what? Spread leprosy? 
<laughs> it spread, it was, spread leprosy. For the glory of God. So that he could cure more lepers later and it would be more impressive? He was he was seeding the field. Of leprosy. Yeah. Yeah. With leprosy. Yeah. So anyway, the so rich the, man Lazarus. So the rich man just ends, stays in hell and Lazarus is hanging up in heaven. We don't really get a conclusion to this parable. And no. that's that, that is one thing that really bugs me about Wait, the parables. Doesn't it say that that he that the rich man after the, what happens after the water? You gotta get in front of that microphone. Oh, what happens after the <laughs> drop of water? Nothing. Uh, it's the rich man and Lazarus, and then doesn't Lazarus? It just that? It, it ends with if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced if someone raises from the dead. Huh. There is no conclusion to the it story. Be the same Lazarus. It almost has to be the same Lazarus. Well, I I I don't think the actual story of Lazarus happened, like the one that's in John, where oh. Jesus, where Lazarus is raised from the dead. I think it was invented by the writer of John. Probably inspired by this story. <laughs> I wow. Was, I was just thinking that the wow the first time Connor I even heard about the word Lazarus was probably in Batman. Yeah. Lazarus Pit. Oh, yeah. Which Batman? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Which Batman? All the Batman. All of them. Oh. The, not the movies, but the probably oh. like animated even, series. Oh, they didn't stuff. mention the Lazarus Pit in the first movie, even though it had Ross, Raj Raj Al in, in Batman, there's these pits that will stuff in these pits that will bring people back to life. Jesus Pit. Jesus spit. It's it Jesus probably mud. Probably is Jesus mud. It's Jesus mud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now sold on goop. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh. Goop. What's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow just spitting in. I mean, the, dirt. It, it, you could you could think the that she thinks that be. her spit is is curative. Yeah. A bunch of women are like, <laughs> can I put this in my vagina? Yeah. Yeah. That's where you're supposed to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She puts every jade egg in her mouth before she ships it out. <laughs> What'd you call it? A jade what? Jade egg. Oh, oh, a jade egg. Yeah, when she was selling I don't those. Know if that's if she's still doing that. I don't yeah. know. But don't put jade eggs in your vagina. No, it's Especially bad for you. Especially when a Feltro had them in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we would think you, we wouldn't have to tell people this. But don't do it. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not good for anyone. Right. Introduces bacteria into your vagina. <laughs> Oh I don't God. want to get you off track, but mm. you know what really made me sad? What? Two episodes ago, and I could, and I had to stop listening in the middle of the episode? Or is that was not it, helpful? Was it, was it when I went off on an entire chapter, just reading it? And oh, focused? no. Because that was so that. boring. Listening no, it when I, I wouldn't mind that. that. When you said, um, when you made the nailed it joke. Oh. Um, <laughs> because it's right during Easter. Yeah. And it's like, buddy, man. <laughs> That's <was> funny. <laughs> Know, you could tell, like, you and I wow. was like, oh, I don't want you to say did? it, but I need you know, to. Really? Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did do that. And Lindsay laughed. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was nailed to a cross. Yeah. He, I know, but then Josh made a joke about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he was nailed, nailed to a cross. Yeah. <laughs> he did nail it. <laughs> no, yeah, that was uh, that was an awkward one. But <laughs> I know, but that's kind of, you know, it's like. Okay, well, that's what yeah. it's about, right? Yeah. We have good news for our listeners. The starving people of Afghanistan have been helped, and they starve no more. That's right. Last time, we asked you to donate to Humble Servant Charities by Don Popery to provide the starving people of Afghanistan free Bibles, and you stepped up. And thank God you did, because the starving people of Afghanistan 
have moved on to the Lord. But thanks to you, they knew which rules they had broken before they got there. Unfortunately, those remaining in Afghanistan are still in need of service. They have so many who are sick from curable and treatable diseases. Cancer, AIDS, Black Plague, and probably herpes have swept their land, but you can help. These are the trying times the Book of Revelation told us were coming. We must stand together against the forces of pestilence and disease and give these people more Bibles. The cure to every disease is a Bible. And don't let the public schools tell you any different. The leftist intelligentsia don't want you to know that an injection of vitamin J for Jesus is all you need to get a healthy body and a healthy mind. Now, Humble Servant Charities by Don Potpourri have had to make some adjustments to the materials they used in their Bible manufacturing. The devil uses any crack in the work of God to drive a wedge between us. Or in this case, any human face found in the leather binding of a Bible. There's 460,000 people in Afghanistan, and only 5 million Bibles have been manufactured so far. So we have a goal of 15 million more to make sure every single wretch in that God-forsaken country has a Bible. Use promo code BSFA at checkout to use 10% less human in Bible manufacturing. Humble Servant Charities by Don Potpourri is only recognized as charity in the continental United States, the only country where people would rather inject Bible pulp over injecting a vaccine. So the next one is The Unmerciful Servant. Uh, this is Matthew 18, 23 through 35. So for once, we're not talking about Luke. Okay, or John. Or Mark. Or Mark. It's the other one. Matthew. Yeah. The story goes like this. There's this king who wanted to have all of the debts that were owed to him by his servants settled. So again, we're getting rich rich person with debts, and that's what Jesus can't How do servants about. own Oh, a rich person debt. They're like indentured. That's how they become servants. Right. So how, but if he settles them, then they don't need to be servants anymore. Right. He wants them all settled. Unless they couldn't settle all of it. Because he wants capital. So he calls them in one by one. And there's this one servant who owed him 10,000 bags of gold. The footnote here says it's 10,000 talents. A talent is worth about 20 years of a day laborer's wages. So one talent... It's 20, 20 years, years and yeah. he owed... He owed 10,000 of them. So, so 20, holy shit. 200,000 years? 200,000 days? No, wait. Years? years. Wait, math. say it again. Do the math 20, again. One is 20 years and he owes 10,000 of them. What? So it's 200,000 years worth of wages. Now. What does he do? Why yeah. did he... How do you spend that much money back then? It's really a question. So we're going to not get into that at okay. all. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the servant couldn't pay it. Sure, no one can. No. <laughs> and that's your point. Yeah. That's the point. You well, can never go- pay. Oh, go ahead. Well, yeah, that's, and that is valid. That's a good right. point for, for yeah. where this is going. Because obviously, the, par- the servant couldn't pay it. So the king uh, was going to have him sold into slavery along with his family and mm-hmm. everything he owned. So everything he owned was going to go into slavery. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the servant, uh, the servant. Where'd you get those dishes? Oh, they're slaves. <laughs> <laughs> like the dishes, like the dishes Beauty of Beauty and the Beast. Help us! <laughs> <laughs> There's a crack cup. <laughs> the servant begs for time to pay him back, 
and the king takes pity on him and cancels the debt. Oh, is that all you need to do? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I just asked for time yeah. and the king's like, uh, oh, never mind. I you don't know, don't worry don't about it. Yeah. Uh, it's more interaction with you than what I wanted. <laughs> Then <laughs> <laughs> he goes to use Perel. Yeah. To watch <laughs> After leaving, the servant runs into a fellow servant who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabs the servant and starts choking him. Oh my god! Demanding the money. The other servant begs for time to pay him back, but the first servant refuses and has him thrown into prison until he could pay off. The debt. So he learned nothing ah, from his interaction with Also, like, how? How right. are you paying off the debt when you're in prison? Right. You know? Yeah. The king hears about this, calls the servant in, tells him that he should have shown mercy just like he was shown right. mercy, basically. Yeah. And Pay it forward. Yeah. And the king has the servant tortured until he could pay back everything he owed. Again, how? Right. While you're being tortured... Yeah. Make some money. Well, your family's running around trying to get some shit for it. Probably. For yeah. Probably. And then it ends with this quote. Uh, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And that is how that is. Right. Because he's not really talking about the money. Right. He's really talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness. Yeah. 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 Like I forgave you for saying nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving him credit. <laughs> I mean, that's a yeah. that's a that that's a good one. That's a good story. It's good you to show forgiveness for for people. Well, also, who when, just when you hear you. that story, you have a visceral reaction. When you mm-hmm. hear that he's been forgiven all of the, like a lot of debt, like yeah. a lot, right? And then almost instantly, the guy is like demanding money from someone that owes him money. And you're like, right. what a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a shitty person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. You just got forgiven like 200,000 years of labor. Yeah. And you're up this guy's ass for a thousand pieces of silver. hundred. A hundred pieces of silver. That's yeah. worse. Silver, yeah. not gold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. hundred like pieces of silver, not gold. Work. Like, yeah. he, you know. He could have came and cleaned your house or something. Right. Choked a bitch. Right. Choked him out. Yeah. (laughs) This is the first choke out ever on in on paper. (laughs) (laughs) It probably was, yeah. 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 No, I think like Gilgamesh choked somebody out. Yeah. That's the the first story ever. Mahabharata. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. He's the one, is he the one that has a lot of arms? Who's the one that has a lot of arms? We're getting into a whole different religion. No, I think Gilgamesh is, <laughs> is just that Vishnu. The, yeah, that's Hindu. Oh, isn't Gilgamesh? No, Gilgamesh is from Babylon. It's the first story ever written. You think that's the first thing ever written? Well, it's like well, it's up there. Okay, because remember the remember it's older that, than Judaism. The guy yeah. that I yeah. went to see a couple weeks ago, and he said the first thing that was ever written was the Bible. Yeah, that's it's written not down. True. Yeah. That's oh, the first true. thing that was ever he, written down was the he tally said of printed. Wheat. Printed. Oh, it was the first thing ever true. printed. What'd you oh. say, Linz? The first thing ever that they can find that was ever written was like an accounting ledger. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's that's why writing first started was to, to account, account for like for meat and stuff. stuff. Wow. Yeah, to make sure everything was being traded fairly. Oh, oh that's interesting. Do you know Gilgamesh was gay? That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. He had a friend named Enkidu sent from the gods. Enkidu? Enkidu. Enkidu? I don't know. I'm not Babylonian. I can't <laughs> okay. pronounce it. You're not? It. 
No. You're Sicilian. Um, but they're like they were like good pals, uh, finger quote, whatever these are. Air quotes. I was wondering Air quotes. Where going with finger. Yeah. yeah. Um, finger buddies. <laughs> they were finger buddies. And they like ruled a ruled a city together or something, and then Enkidu died, and then some girl tried to marry Gilgamesh, and it was like, no, I'm too sad. <laughs> so it's good. They definitely had. Wow. You know. They, yeah. Good storytelling. They yeah. had a connection. It's like yeah. it's like um the two guys the the dads the two dads right Moses my two dads is Moses's wife oh Moses yeah Moses oh, that's uh, cute. Is their yeah. two dads oh god what were their names <laughs> again um, yeah uh, Jethro Je- oh yeah so one of them was Jethro Jethro and. Not Ruben. Toll. What 19 year old makes a Jethro Toll joke? <laughs> Zipporah. No, that's the daughter. Zipporah. Yeah. Raul? I think it was Raul. Yeah, because Jethro it was, it's and such Raul. such a very odd, like, like the Bible makes it sound like maybe they're the same person and he's yeah. called one thing and then another. And I'm like, or she has two dads. Yeah. And Jethro and Raul sounds like the perfect gay couple. <laughs> you right? would like the Bible better if that. Yes. I know. Case. Totally would have been better. Next one we got is the ten lepers. Ten of them. That's a the lot leper. of them. Is this the leper colony thing? Telling sick people yeah. to get out of town. Telling sick people to get out of town. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. So this is uh, Luke seventeen uh, eleven through nineteen, and just as a prelude to this, just so we're all on the same page about this, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, where you'll never guess things don't go well for him. Yeah. Well, he's ex- it's it's to be he's already he's expecting it. Yeah, he is. So he like is. it's not like he's on his way and they're gonna jump him on the way and then what happens to him? Yeah. Nailed it. When he get- <laughs> <laughs> his story comes to an abrupt end. This is when Jill Jerusalem. gets up and leaves. Oh, that's when he gets yeah, cool. He gets yeah. to your house. He gets yeah. <laughs> gets crucified. Yeah, he gets crucified there. <laughs> kind of sucks. Yeah, it's it's a downer. And then I wanted to do a quick recap because it's prevalent for this is on Samaria. For those who haven't listened to previous episodes where we talked about this, Samaria is um, this uh, region in north in the north kingdom of Israel. Mm-hmm. When Babylonians took over the region, mm-hmm. Gilgamesh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the followers of Gilgamesh. Yep. When Babylonians took over the region, there's the story in Second Kings. It's Second Kings chapter 17, 24 through 41, that says that they replaced all of the Jewish people in this area with Babylonians and other people from other right. countries. Right. right? And, we, and they just were pretending to be Jews. Right. And we had a discussion on what that meant. Right. Like because, what happened to the people that were living there. Right. Yeah. What does replaced mean? And how ridiculous, like how much effort they would have to go into for this. And there's this, in, in this story in Second Kings, it says that God sent lions to maul yes. these people because yes. they weren't worshiping correctly, basically. So the king of Babylonia has a rabbi come in to teach them how to uh, worship. worship correctly. But then they are still practicing paganism too at the same time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's all this anti, not anti, I was going to say anti-Semitism. Because they're all Jews. But they're yeah, all they Jews. are all Jews. But there's this, um, there's, there's this racism towards them that's accepted in the area uh, because of this story. Okay. Right? That, so Jewish people look down on them. And on, that still on exists. Babylonians, on no, Sumerians, on, on Sumerians. On Sumerians. Because they Sumerians. think they're fake Jews. Right, exactly. Um, and it still exists to this day 
because there's th- there's still about a thousand of these folks still alive today. They still practice and everything. Second Chronicles also covers this history from a different perspective, and they didn't mention anything about this. Okay. So Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and he's traveling along the border between Galilee, which is a Jewish territory, and Samaria. Okay. Ten lepers approach mm-hmm. asking for pity. Jesus tells them to go and show themselves to the priests. On the way, they're healed. Um, like, like on their way to go see the they priest. just get healed on like the scabs are falling off and right. there's fresh pink skin underneath. Yep, he didn't yeah. have to spit on them or anything. Right. One of these guys comes back and to Jesus to praise him for the healing, right? Right. And the guy is Samaritan. Jesus is like, What the fuck? <laughs> Where weren't there 10 of you? Like, why did, why did only, only you, one of you come back? Yeah, why did only I'm the good Samaritan? Yeah, and it's the <laughs> foreigner who comes back, you know. Uh, I don't know if you heard. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that story. It's just... That's like, it? Yeah. It's, he heals these 10. Only one comes back. And he's There's no born. like... What's the Moral point? of the story? Yeah. What's the point of the story? That's a good question. What do you think it is? There is no point to the story. <laughs> what's the... um? Verse? Jesus is pissed that he didn't get accolades for healing all 10 of them is what it sounds like. From the Jews. Oh. He's pissed that he didn't get it from the Jews. Sounds really anti-Semitic when you say it like that. When I say it with a Canadian accent, why is that? I don't know. I think that's anti-Canadian. Well, (laughs) no, no. The uh, I think that's the point, though, is that it's. I think that's what they're kind of saying is the Jewish people who are supposed to be the ones getting saved by Jesus. In theory, we're just everybody. Yeah, but but he told them like, God. So (laughs) I'm glad you're praying about it. He 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 says, "Go show yourselves to priests." Yes, and they get healed on the way. But like, what if they're just like he said to go show ourselves to priests? So we're still going to do that. And this other guy didn't follow directions. He went. He turned around and went back. That that's another thing that's interesting about this is it doesn't say that he went to see the priest. It doesn't say any of them actually got to the priest. Right. But yeah, he he at least turned back. I don't know if it was after he talked to the priest. Well, that's, I would need that context. I know. Because like, did they did they start walking and like he saw that he was healed and he was like, I got to go thank this guy. Right. I'm a good Samaritan. <laughs> and so he went back and he thanked him. And the other people were like, well, Jesus told us to go show ourselves to priests. So we're going to listen to Jesus. And that's yeah. what we're going to do. And then we're so going to go home. So now they look like assholes <laughs> because the Samaritan didn't follow directions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Luke 17 says 10 men with leprosy. Well, we just, I mean, yeah. the presumption can only be made that they're men. Yeah. Women only cure themselves of periods <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's what I would want to know more context-wise. Right. Is like, we all know Jesus has a tendency towards tantrums. Yeah. Right? A little bit. He can. He Makes can. him relatable. Like Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> that always comes back to Peter Parker. Yeah. That is the Marvel's Jesus story. Yeah. It's not, but <laughs> just so everyone knows that, that I don't actually think that. Um, That's Daredevil. No, it's Daredevil? not. It's not Daredevil. Because he's Jesus Catholic, story? yeah. Well, da- well, Daredevil yeah. does also suffer more than anyone else. Don't I you think, think Batman but, is? Oh, maybe not. Well, it's not Marvel. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you gotta know your denominations. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it is like the whole point of the story was that like the Samaritan, the foreigner came back and thanked God and thanked Jesus and the other ones didn't and that was the whole point of the story was to call out the Jews, then that just feels 
bad. Yeah. So, it makes me feel bad. And is it that it's calling out the Jews or is it saying that... He's calling you know, out ungrateful people. Well, or or is it that it's like not necessarily people who were raised believing this one thing. It can be people who come to it separately. Right. You know what I mean? In the like end, born again. Yeah. In the end, it's another <laughs> example, though, of Jesus not knowing the actual history of Samarit- Samaritans right. and stuff like that. And that's interesting to me. But you know, isn't like, he also, like, doesn't, isn't the whole teaching, like, you're supposed to do that stuff without the expectation of thanks? Thanks? Yeah. Like, you're supposed yeah. to be doing it but out of the goodness. Not when you're Jesus. Oh. But, she, but he also said, they don't come back and praise God. And it, he doesn't say, they don't thank me. Right. Well, he is he, God, though. Well, but in this, Baby he's God. T- talking about himself as son of God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? And so then, but he's saying they needed to praise God. Well, maybe they did. We don't know. Except this foreigner. Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Maybe they did give praise to God and they just didn't do it in front of Jesus. Right? I mean, it could be. See, they were going to see priests. Could be. Maybe they gave praise to God at the priests. Like he place. said to. Yeah. Like he said to. Yeah, right. it's just one of those scenarios. It's like a fig tree thing, right, to me? Yeah. It's usually <laughs> preached about, this story is usually preached about in the um, context of thankfulness. To be thankful. Right. Right. But also, like, you shouldn't expect thanks. Should be the other lesson that Jesus should have learned. <laughs> His human half did not learn that lesson quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a quick one right after this. Jesus gets really end his nigh. And it's similar to what we've already heard, but this is kind of an interesting verse. Uh, so this is Luke 17, 20 through 21. Once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is. <laughs> Because the kingdom of God is in your midst. The footnote for this says, or when it comes to like is in your midst, it says, or is within you. Mm-hmm. So the kingdom of God is within in you. Ooh. What about the yeah. kingdom of spiders? <laughs> it's <laughs> within also Shatner. in you. It's within <laughs> Shatner. <laughs> it's not really an end is nigh thing. No, uh, the time is coming. It's like it's between, every, between time is coming when yeah. you will long to see the one. It's talking about the end of the days of the end of Yeah. But they just said that the kingdom of God is here. Yeah. It's already within you, which yeah. is count. Am I counter- the person that brings the apocalypse? Yeah. I think that's I what it means. I could be. Yeah. It's probably you're, me. You're the Antichrist. <laughs> that could yeah. be true. It seems counter to other things Jesus has said when it comes to like what the end times are going to be, you know. Have where- we gotten to that yet? Well, we haven't mm-hmm. gotten to Revelation. Well, uh, he didn't. I mean, Jesus isn't Mm-mm. part of Revelations, is he? No, like, I mean, he's like he's not, around. Wait, but, wait, 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 wait. But there's not like Jesus' words in Revelation. He talks about the sign of the times. Yeah. You, you guys have not. There is actually some red letters in Revelation, is there? if I remember correctly. Because they, yeah. they say the same person that wrote John wrote Revelations, right? John, John wrote Revelation. Yeah. 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 They say that. The Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning, which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation, which is why Mother Teresa said they had to suffer. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. Well, it just sounds yeah, like good. they don't want anyone to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
It really does because all of these stories are like everyone was having a gay old time. Yeah. They weren't just, they, they just weren't paying attention. And then boom, end of the world. And which I mean, is if why there's anything Jesus hates, it's gay times. Well, and that's, yeah. <laughs> and that's, I think you get a ton of Christians, like the end of the world type Christians, you know, uh, who are like now more than ever is the signal of the end of times because of all this, of the stuff that's going on. And part of me is like, well, that means we're all having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. The rest of us are all having a great time is what right. really that means. And what I would wish those people would take a take away from the Bible is actually Jesus was saying this that this was the end times back then. Right. You know, like because it was the end times before Jerusalem was taken over. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it's always been like the end is nigh. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have oh people have Christians have been saying that since literally the first Christian, right. Jesus. Right. You know, like he was saying that the end was coming. He was saying and it was. He was saying then. that the the disciples when they went out, they wouldn't get through Israel before he came back. Right. And that timing wasn't quite right. Then they also said end that times before Jerusalem got taken out. That's, that's CE. you can say that, but that's not what the Bible says. Mm, I see. You okay. know what I mean? Like okay. they, people, people will justify. Oh well, actually, he was predicting the fall of Jerusalem and everything. And it's like, well, all right, if you want to say that, you can, but that's not what the text says. You know, right? And anywho, be that as it may, we gotta cut that word out of your vocabulary. Anywho. Anywho, uh, yeah. Do we? Yeah. Do we though? But do we though? Can't you just but say like therefore though? or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we ought to start using whilst a lot wow. too. Whilst. I, I, whilst. I like whilst. Whilst. Can you actually say whilst instead of anywho? No. Does that replace any? No. Whilst. No. Onward. Yeah. I like onward. Onward. Let's use onward. Onward Christian <laughs> soldiers. That's a song. <laughs> yeah. Copyrighted. We're not allowed to use it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like you shouldn't be able to copyright Christian songs because all you're doing is praising God. And why would you be making money off of that? You know, you would just wait till you have just gold mine of information to take out of your mouth. Something he awesome. d- he's a man of few he words, is, but, but they're really they're good. They're usually poignant. It is a good or point. completely ridiculous. Like it could go either way with him. I have my own gospel. <laughs> Honor, yeah. one nine. All right, so onward. <laughs> that looks so painful for you. <laughs> the rich and the kingdom of God. I think this is the last one. Okay. The rich and the kingdom of God. The rich and the kingdom of God. This is Luke 18, 18 through 30, uh, Mark 10, 17 through 31, and Matthew 19, 16 through 30. Mom, who has been looking all these up, is like, what do I do when there's three of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Yeah. So uh, all the versions of this story are pretty similar. Obviously, there's some details that are messed up. Like all the stories that appear in multiple versions, like they have some details that are a little screwy. But the basic story is this. Jesus has a man come to him and say, good teacher, what do I have to do to have eternal life? Jesus asks him why he calls him good when no one is good besides God, which is Really interesting thing for Jesus to say. Like, is he not God then? Right. Is he not good? Right. You know? Uh, he really hates the human half of himself. I, it seems like Self-loathing. It, yeah. yeah. He tells the guy to follow the commandments and provides a few examples. You know, love your... Blah, blah, blah. Love, love yourself. Love yourself. Yeah. yeah. Love yourself. Love yourself. 
the guy says that he has done all these things since he was a boy. Uh, Jesus says that uh, the one thing he lacks is that he needs to give away everything he has to gain treasure in heaven. Mm-hmm. Then he can come and follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man is saddened because he's very wealthy. And then he goes away. Uh, Jesus tells the disciples that it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Yep. You know that scripture. I do know that one. Everybody knows that one. We've talked about it previously. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps coming up because it's a really important one, I think. It, It sums up, you know. Yeah. Don't, like, money is not the object. Somehow, there is a large swath of Christians and this country. Kenneth Copeland. Who think that being rich makes them more godly. Yeah. Which I seems directly opposed to this exact verse. Mm-hmm. So how are they justifying that? Yeah. Kenneth Copeland notoriously has this video. There's this video mm-hmm. out that you can find. You've seen it, right? Yeah. yeah. Where, where somebody directly asked him about this. As, reporter, as he journalist. was like... I think he just landed mm-hmm. it from his in his private jet. One of them. And like friends. he was in, yeah, and he was in the mm-hmm. hangar for mm-hmm. it. Totally is something like out of the Righteous Gemstones. Right, you know? right, yeah. Um, and they ask, you know, about this verse and everything. And he's saying, and we'll get to the his, his response to it and everything. But what was interesting is just today I saw this tweet from somebody. If Kenneth Copeland flew first class Every day for 120 years, he still wouldn't have spent the $45 million that he spent on his private jet. I'm sorry. The $45 million his donors Mm -hmm. spent on his private jet. You know, and is that how he justifies it? Is he's not actually spending the money? Mm -mm. No, 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 no. So, so this is what, this is how he justifies it. So, it goes on to say You this. knew I was going to say this, didn't yeah. you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, good yeah. job. <laughs> the, uh, believe me, this story has been, like, in my head for a while. Like, I knew we were going to get to it eventually. So the disciples ask, who then can be saved? Because apparently they're all really wealthy or something. I don't know why they're asking that. But uh, Jesus looked at them and said, uh, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And that's how Kenneth Copeland justifies this because it's impossible to do it for man, but with God, it's all things are possible. So therefore God can make it. So a rich person gets into heaven. Oh, he copes. <laughs> that's how Copeland copes. Mm. So that's his justification that he gave in that moment, which is bullshit. And Peter answered him. We have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Truly? I tell you, Jesus said to them, no one who has left home, or wife, or brothers, or sisters, or parents, or children, for the sake of the kingdom of God, will fail to receive many times as much in this age, and in the age to come, Mm -hmm. eternal life. So, you can be rich, but absent, is what that sounds like. Rich, but absent? (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, they don't have any money to give away, so they left their families. And he's like, well, yeah, you'll get lots of shit in heaven. Oh, yeah. Left your yeah. family's behind. Right. So, like, Kenneth Copeland can be like, yeah, I just abandoned my family, like the Bible said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the money is, is whatever. You know, men can't. God only. So, abandonment. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird that, like, he's saying all of this, that you need to leave every, everything behind. 
And then the disciples are like, then what about us? We already left everything behind. You know, mm, like, yeah. what more can we do? What more? Yeah, what more can we do? And it's like, well, we're obviously not talking about you. Well, there's, <laughs> you <know>? remember, the <laughs> yeah. best thing, the, the way you have to come at the disciples yeah. is that they are stupid. Right. I like, know. you have to come at they, them from they that are painted direction. stupid very much. Holy crap. Like, yeah. do they not, like, my child gets it more than these disciples did because <laughs> they're like, whoa, men, how are any men going to get into heaven then? And then in the same breath, they're like, we gave up everything. And we're like, well, you guys did it. That's yeah. what you, you did what you were supposed to do. And then and this is when I feel bad for Jesus. Cause then, you know, he's standing there like, oh God, why did I choose these guys? Why did I choose them? Uh, like it should have been all women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This Bible would be a lot shorter. <laughs> it's just all women following ask, me. They would ask way better oh, questions. Man, I could just say it straight and wouldn't yeah. have to use stupid stories. Metaphors. <laughs> yeah. Then re-explain the metaphors. Right. Over yeah. and over and over again. Ugh. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Like when it comes to the Kenneth Copeland well, stuff and I, you know, prosperity gospel stuff. Well, yeah. I've been duped by a lot of that stuff. But um, I remember asking a pastor one time, well, I thought, that some of this, like when I'd given like a copy machine to the church and oh, this wow. and that, and you and I were living on about $9,000 a year. And, yeah. You know, and, um, and I remember the guy saying, I think it's going to be like a tree that where the fruit, it's like you've planted a tree where the fruit is coming off for years and years to come. Mm. Okay, but um, but then there's such good people too, like Francis Chan, who's wrote Crazy Love and a number of other books. You know, Francis Chan is a really good um, Christian author, right? Mm-hmm. And he's given everything away, and his passion is um, getting girls out of um, sex trade in mm, yeah. other countries, right? And um, and he, so he and his family moved over to where they can help, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a career someplace. And they, I mean, he just really has put that into practice. He's put his faith into practice. Okay. With all the money that he's made. Rick Warren, same thing. as Rick Warren's purpose-driven life. And he's given all of, you know, his wealth away with the books that he's written and everything. So All of it. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know either. But Francis Chan really he yeah. really does live this way. Mm. Assuming person, assuming right? assuming he's not he's probably a good mother Teresa. And he's really yeah. spoken up again he's spoken passionately against the church and the way that the church has spent and could have helped um, poor countries and things like that. Yeah. And so I mean he's really he's really put his you know, mouth was, you know, as hard as, so yeah. that's good. He's one of those people, like, you know, my one of my favorite sayings is that if you need Christianity to be a good person, then you're not actually a good person. You said right. that to me, like, when I very first met mm-hmm. you, and it really helped me in the yeah. situation I was in at the time. Yeah. Because, yeah. so, I mean, he sounds like he'd probably yeah. be a good person either way. Yeah. Yeah. But he's using the tools that he wants to use to help him, which yeah. is yeah. great. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I wish more Christians were like, right, exactly. you know, like actually living the life. So that's that story. Uh, there was one interesting thing, though, right at the end of this, where Matthew throws in a line in the last paragraph. Oh, Matthew. Uh, so this is Matthew <laughs> oh, 19, you 28. Oh, you you. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne— you will have followed me and will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Son of man? Son of man. That's, that's, that's what Jesus calls himself. He's, oh. he's the son of man, but also the son of God, that's but us. also Jesus, but, but also Christ. We're all son of men. Yeah. Well, he's he's like the well, son of man, though, yeah. plural. Like he is the, everyone can consider him. Like Superman is the son of Krypton. Yes. Also, that's Connor, exactly it's right. capitalized. But can you frame this like oh. he's Peter Parker? No. Yeah. <laughs> More of a Superman. <laughs> Jesus is the spider. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's one big problem with this, though. Can you figure out what the problem is with this? You said that when when they die, they're going to sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve, 12 tribes, tribes of, of Israel. Israel. What's the problem with? Are that? there not twelve tribes of Israel? Yeah. There's a, that. That is a good point. Right. There's actually thirteen, but but. <laughs> Let's oh, just, yeah, because of the judge. The let's, judge just say, let's just say that there's okay. 12. Yeah. Are there not 12 disciples? Isn't one of them the bad? Isn't one of them Judas. Judas? From the fucking oh. mouths of babes. <laughs> yeah. See, he I is a him. babe, too. He's, yeah. He, he, he has a, a, he's a very lateral thinker. He's yeah. a gift of wisdom. Comes to things. One of them is Judas. Yeah. And yet he is saying. No, because Jesus, they added another one after Judas left, right? Another Judas? No. They and, an, yeah. and another, another disciple. Apostle, didn't, they? didn't they add another apostle? Not that I know of. I mean, there's the apostle Paul. Right. So unless go. unless he's talking about it, but he's not. Are he's you talking, talking about Saul? He's saying. Well, yes. That became, yeah, Saul Paul. who becomes Paul. But he's like an he's intern. Saying, when the <laughs> he's son of man, kind of an intern. <laughs> you who have followed me. Yeah. So, so you're, what, you're, what you're saying is he doesn't know at this point that Judas is going to betray him. He doesn't him. seem to. He doesn't seem to. But he's supposed to have perfect knowledge. But he's supposed to have perfect knowledge. Yeah. Does perfect knowledge include all of history? Future, past, present, and future? I guess I would say yes. Okay. Would, but he doesn't you know, know the day things. or the hour. Right. But so here's the thing, though. So however, over in uh, whilst, meanwhile. Whilst. Meanwhile. <laughs> Over in John 6, after Jesus uh, gave this whole rant where he tells people to live forever, they'll live forever if they drink his, or if they eat his flesh yes. and drink his blood. You remember this yes. whole rant that he yes. gives on this. Because um, it's not the communion story. Because no. that's coming up with, yeah. when, when, it, when we get literally, to the He's literally like, eat last, me and you'll live forever. Yeah, yeah, he's literally saying, eat my flesh and drink my blood and you'll live forever. Uh, the disciples are struggling to handle these teachings. And Jesus tells them, and this is John 6, 70 through uh, 71. Jesus replied, then Jesus replied, have I not chosen you, the 12? Yet one of you is a devil. And then it says in parentheses, he meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who through one of the 12 was later to betray him. So Jesus, according so to John's He knew gospel, it ahead of time. Yeah. But okay. So maybe like, you know, it's a whole Catholic thing, and Judas gets forgiven and ends up there anyway. Yeah, that would be interesting. Like, if Jesus knew it was coming. Sorry, that was my mouth. <laughs> okay, if you're gonna. <laughs> He's lying. He took the no. microphone, bent over. 
my God. (laughs) (laughs) Add reverb to that. (laughs) He's going to replace it with a really long fart sound. (laughs) Sorry, that was my mouth. So if he knew Judas was going to betray him ahead of time, maybe yeah. he was just like, well, this has to happen because I have to die. Yeah. Like I have to, like, this is my, this is my destiny. trajectory. This is my destiny. I have to die. So maybe Judas just gets passed because it's part of the plan. Yeah. And that, that's that a theory. Usually, yeah. That's usually what he, yeah. he understands the Bible pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's not hard to understand. Oh. <laughs> like, like I understand story building. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that that is a theory that people have out there is that Judas was just fulfilling mm-hmm. part of Prophecy. what he did and what needed to happen type of thing. So maybe he is in heaven and everything. Although oh, Jesus heaven. also calls him a devil, right? You know, yeah. And so it's hard to really okay, tell but what's going on. I. I mean, technically, he accepted Christ, and yeah. he was repentant at the end because, he, you know, he realized what he did and he hung himself. Spoilers. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. He became the okay. first vampire. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the, how we in got In Dracula 2000. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, that's right. We were talking it was, about Dracula 2000. Yeah. 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 In that movie, he yeah. becomes the first vampire. That's the backstory for vampires is yeah. Judas becomes the first vampire. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's only to see that movie. Well, maybe he maybe he does know it, but he's just saying it so that one of them isn't like, why did he only say eleven? Yeah, <laughs> and like then it creates this like dissension yeah. amongst the ranks, and they end up like killing each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it becomes this whole big thing. So really, he's like, all right, I know it's eleven, but I have to say twelve, or else like something's gonna happen. These, yeah, these idiots, <laughs> <laughs> these catty bitches. <laughs> And then when they get up there, there is 12, but one's just empty all the time. And he's like, <laughs> what happens when you fuck with me? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, uh, that's the episode uh, onward. Um, <laughs> that's the episode this week. So according to the timeline, we're going to go through a, uh, that, that we've been going through throughout the Gospels. We should have covered several stories in John in this episode, but I actually skipped them because instead of plowing through a bunch of them randomly now, I do want to do an entire episode where we knock out the biggest stories in John. Okay. Quite a bit of John is not in the other Gospels. Okay. So, but first, we're going to try and get through the rest of Matthew, Mark, and Luke all the way up to the beginning of the end. At that point, all four Gospels are going to just kind of click into place, in theory at least. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about all the same stuff from all these different perspectives, right? And we'll have this big event. Is I'm already like putting together some ideas for this. Like in Catholic yeah. Mass when they do the Passion Plays. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or once a year when people rent the Passion of the Christ. Right. Mel Gibson. Jim yeah. Caviezel. Yeah. Too bad you didn't. <laughs> Time it for today, for this weekend. We, it, I wanted to, but like, it, yeah, I wanted to. At some point, it was like, well, either we cut a bunch of stuff out of the Bible and, and go back act to like yeah. a lot of Christians, um, <laughs> <laughs> or we actually try and get through as much right. of the gospel 
and and try and do it right. So and yeah, and then everyone can just like re-listen to it next year on Easter. Exactly. There yeah. You go. <laughs> yeah. But we're getting close, so that's okay. gonna be good. So we're. <laughs> So that's good. That's good. We're getting, getting close. close to the passion. It's good. We're going to be killing Jesus soon. <laughs> It'll be good. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> oh, no. Your mom's never going to talk to you again. <laughs> it's okay, Mom. Spoiler alert. He comes back. Yeah. <laughs> today. Yeah. 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 He came back today. I, okay. So let's... I do want to... I do want to ask the room this because I asked this to Josh and he was just sarcastic with me with every single answer. <laughs> I can't imagine that being the case. Why would Christians, why would the, that wrote the Bible yeah. call it Good Friday? Oh. Oh, that's a really good what's, question. What's funny is she thinks I was being sarcastic. I was totally being serious. What'd you say? He said it's it was good for everyone else. It was good for everyone oh, else. Oh, I think that is it. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> but, but not but everyone else didn't name the day. Christians did. Interesting. So why would they No, call it? it was good for Christians. Why was it, it was good, good for, for everybody but Jesus? We, because we got saved because of Jesus giving his life on Good yeah. Friday. So Jesus died and we're like, it's a good day. Well, Jesus yeah. could have not done it. Jesus is good. Yeah, but he died. And then yeah. everyone was like, it's a good day? Yeah. yeah because Yay! He, <laughs> but he could have chosen not to come yeah. to earth and he allowed himself to become the you know the maybe it's irony Christ. calling it good friday seems like a little like a slap in the face though. i know i'm totally a, i totally i totally agree with you because it is like a morbid thing yeah. when you actually think about it like, like i get that he yeah. made a sacrifice yeah like but also like okay so if you were jesus yeah and you were like i'm already i totally <laughs> fantasize about that all the time ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and that makes you marry Virgin oh, yeah, Mother of yeah. God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you were Jesus and today you died yeah. and then you came back on Sunday yeah. and everyone was like, oh, we called it Good Friday, the day that you died. Wouldn't you be like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I totally agree. It, is, it was a terrible day for Jesus. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, etymology says that Good Friday comes from the sense pious, holy, or, you know, the ultimate word of good, like purity, holy, okay. pious. It's like Holy Friday. Right. Okay, right. well, then we should start because, a movement. And then Thursday is Maundy Thursday. Maundy? Maundy, yeah. M-A-U-N-D-Y, which I holy as well. I'm not sure. But that's when the the um, Last Supper was. was right. on Maundy Thursday. Okay. It's also called Black Friday, fun fact. No. No, it says on the Wikipedia. No, really? Yeah, it says there, Holy Friday, Great Friday, Great and Holy Friday, or <laughs> Holy and Great Friday. I would go for Holy and Great Friday. Yeah, Mondi is good. holy. It's called. It's means good holy. It minimizing. also means holy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because you know, it's also called like the Good Book. So Holy Thursday and Holy Friday. Good Samaritan. Yeah. It's a very. It's used. Well, I know we do, we covered the Good Samaritan. Yeah. But so that that even more to my point is like the, he was called the Good Samaritan because he had the decency to stop and help a man who had gotten attacked. Yeah. Like he wasn't a, the son of God who sacrificed his life to save everyone's soul on earth. Right. Like Great Friday, if you're referring to the act, or like. Sad Friday if we're talking about mourning the death of Jesus. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or they should like, call it Death Friday. Or like, you know, just Holy Friday. Holy Friday. Would be, I was just thinking yeah, Holy, it would be, yeah. Holy like, Friday. 
does that become too, is it too secular? And that's why they don't use it because they don't want to off put non-religious people from the day, but what non-religious people are celebrating Good Friday? I bet, I bet if you guys' work gives you the day off, you take it. You can't give Christian holidays off from work and then be like, but you have to work over like all of the other religious holidays. Yeah. Right. Like we, I work with a lot of people from India. Sure. And, and we're not taking their holidays off from work. Uh, you work so. for a large corporation too. And that plays, plays yeah. a big thing into yeah. it too. Unless you're working for like Hobby Lobby. Right. And I think we should just stop working. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> and follow Jesus. Yeah. 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 That's what we should do. And, you know, the Wait good the Christians who are wealthy should just pay for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they all lived miserably ever after. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. Help us share the good news by sending this to a friend or leaving a review to help others find us. Follow the show on Twitter at Bible Atheists, and we'll talk to you next time. So if you get a blood transfusion by a Jedi, does that mean you become a Jedi since it's midichlorians in your blood? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Is that canon? I don't know. You should write that story. I don't think, I think they're beyond blood transfusions in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Just put them in a tank of science water and they'll heal. Science water.